Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need for free, which you can use right from your phone or your computer. Creation tools allow you to create and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, just like the big podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And while you're at it, listen to the big podcast. Let's go. Hey, this how we feeling tonight. Yay! Yay! What's good with y'all? This is the big podcast. I'm him, him, he to be exact. Happy 4th of July to y'all, man. What's good with it? So, yeah, man, this is episode two of the podcast. And for real, man, got a couple of topics for y'all. You know what I'm saying? A couple of opinions for y'all tonight. So, man, let's just get into it. So. As I spoke about on uh, this time in music, or this week in music, about Chris Brown's new album, there was a lyric that he had said, even though I listened to the album, I don't remember this lyric because it's not that serious. I'll I'll preface this with that. But there was um, a lyric that he said on one of his songs on his new album, Indigo, and... He basically said that uh, he don't want to fuck. He don't like fucking females with that don't got good hair. And there was an uproar on the internet about this because I guess I, I don't know what the actual uproar would be. I didn't actually see the uproar. I saw a couple tweets, but I like I'm not reading that shit because it doesn't matter. But I talked to my girlfriend about it, and there is an uproar. I thought it was just on Twitter, but no, it's on all social media platforms. <laughs> but yeah, there's an uproar about it, and like, it's like, bro, that makes sense to me for one. For two, I y'all females, y'all kill me, man, because like y'all have mad like. What's the word? Y'all have mad fucking requirements for men. 
nowadays, or at least you guys say that on the internet. But like, just as a female, she has a requirement for a man. Females like certain types of men. Females all have a type. Everybody has a type, okay? And like, people got like, I guess people were getting really outraged of it. They're making tweets, whole think pieces, paragraphs, and shit. And it's like, bro, let's hit it from this angle. Because I'm pretty sure he was referring to black women. Let me throw something out there, bro. Me being a black man, having sisters, having mothers. You know what I've noticed? And I'll say this. Bro, if you like... If you over... I'll give it... I'll stretch it. If you're over 25 as a black woman and you still bald-headed... Your hair is still just, ugh. That's your fault. Because, let's, let me preface this as well. I'm, I'm going to educate y'all. I'm going to take it deeper since this subject has arise. Black people don't have bad hair. We have very good, strong, thick hair. Coarse, curly, whatever you, nappy, whatever. Naps are great because it helps with the hair growth. Something like that, man. But, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, black people don't have bad hair. You just don't take care of your hair, or you put chemicals in your hair that, nine times out of ten, they're not meant for black people, okay? And you do things to your hair that stresses it and makes it to where it doesn't want to grow, Okay? Hair, bro, if you want your hair to look good, you can have it look good. Being that you are African-American, black, African, original people, whatever you want to call it, it takes some work. So, for you to be like, oh, we don't like that, maybe he wants somebody with their shit together. That's on point. Chris Brown, I could say this, Chris Brown's a good looking man has done very successful, good for himself. Why would he not want that? <laughs> it's like you mad about it. Are you intimidated by it? Are you triggered by it? But that's that's his... Bro, a, a, a man of that stature, no matter what you all want to say, you know what I'm saying, all oh, cancel him. Like I said, let's start a cancel Chris Brown thread. For what? <laughs> for what? It's like... Okay, cool. Even if, you know, the situation is just a blanket situation that you all try to make it seem, you people on Twitter, that you try to make it seem like, oh, Chris Brown beat her bloody, da da, da. You weren't there. I think I said this last, um, one of the last episodes. You weren't there, though. So, <clears throat> we don't know what happened. All we have is what happened, the situation. It's so, like, bro, you got to realize, man, social media is not real life, okay? Things that happen in life, there's always something that caused it to happen, okay? Even if somebody does something to you out of nowhere, something was going on with them that made them do whatever they did to you for no reason, okay? So... We don't know the situation of the fight. We don't even know what Chris Brown looked like that night either. Okay? So it's like, you, 
it's been so long ago. Let let let's let let people evolve. You know what I'm saying? Let people make mistakes. It's the thing that I hate about like society is like that like and I feel like it's, it's to the detriment of this country. It's going to be to the detriment. It's going to be, you know, um here comes this fucking cat. It's going to be, you know, the downfall of this country eventually that we think that we're so much better that it like puts us into a space. Thank you, baby. It puts us into a space to where it feels like we don't have to work. You know, we don't have to get better. I feel like the success of America has put people to like, you know, just live in a fa- to have a fantasy that we're the best country, the best at everything, but it's just that we're the best. It's not that, you know, there's something that we've done to get to being the best. It's just that we're the best. It's like, it's such a microwave era, such a like, you know, right now, you know, make it happen right now. I want it right now. I want the results right now. I want the clout right now. And it's like, bro, shit doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And if it does work like that, most times when, like, you just go from zero to a hundred real quick, it dies down. It's not sustainable. You know, and me, you know, I'm just starting with this shit, but I truly believe in the whole thing that people say, like artists say, man, you, you, it's, it's, the grind is great because that's when you gain the love for something, when you grind at it. Okay, it's like it's so much shit in this world that like will make you think that shit can just happen overnight. Shit can just, you know, you can be you can get a, you know, get a clout video and then become popping and then build a career off of it. And it's not true. It's not true. There was a video. And yes, I'm trailing, but I'm getting into what was really on my mind about like just hustling and grinding and. You know, doing what you got to do. There was a video um, that Russ put up. And he was talking about it. And he was like, man, you could say, you know, he was, he, um, he, had, he was, you know, on the pull-up he did with Joe Button. He was talk, talking about how he saved up, um, he saved up $5,000 to buy, to build a studio in his basement or at his friend's basement or whatever. He saved it up, and he said he did that because, you know, he sacrificed some things. He, he, you know, put some, you know, he stopped spending. You, everybody does this. You have your bills, you know what I'm saying? People do it, you know, some people do it better than others. But you have your bills, and then you have your play-play money. You know what I'm saying? The money that you could fuck off, you know, or do something that you want to do. You know what I'm saying? And he said, like, if if you, I, Miko, I'm not playing with you, bro. Stop doing all of that. But if you, if you want to do something, you'll make it available to do it. And if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable with uh, 
cutting down how much you smoke, cutting down how much you drink, cutting down how much you go out to be able to save some money, to build, you know, an operation, whatever you're trying to create, you know, to build a means to create what you're trying to create at the highest level, then you don't want to do it. My dad used to say that to me. I, and I love him for this because, because I don't, the thing, like with me, if I want to do something, if I want something to make it happen, I'm going to try everything I can try to make it happen. I may not do it, you know, immediately. I may be, you know, complaining about it. But like my dad has always like growing up, like saying, let's see, I, I, I want to give an example Say, um, I was, uh, I don't have a good example, but my dad, he would like, say there was something I wanted or something that I wanted to do, you know, that I had to do something to be able to do it. If, you know, I let him know things about that, probably the next day after I came home from school, he'd be like, so how is, you know, whatever the situation was? What happened with it? And if I told him nothing has progressed from the last time I've told you, you know, or if I'm, if I'm, not, give, if I'm not giving him an update on what happened, you know, something new that happened because I was trying to do it, he would have been like, so you must not have really wanted to do that then. Because if you wanted to do that, and mind you, I would be telling him these things and giving him legitimate reasons to why it didn't work out and why I was, per, you know, turned away to not keep trying to do it. And he would be like, he would just hit me with like, well, if that happened, you could have did this. If that happened, you could have did that. You could have made it happen. You just wasn't trying to make it happen because if you wanted it, it would have been done. You know what I mean? And like, I say that to myself today because it's, bro, it's like, if any, you know, any, like, when you talk, like, when you think about stuff in your life and you think about the reasons why certain things happened, why they went down the way they went down, and just being an American, like, it's just the culture, you usually are coming up with reasons why it happened because of a situation that went wrong or someone else did that did something that made it go wrong not you someone else was someone else's fault and granted like there are times people are people there are times that people do things and fuck shit up okay and 90 9.1% of the time when people do things to fuck shit up the people that are involved with it and get fucked up by that by said shit other than that person could have did something to avoid that somewhere in the situation somewhere and that doesn't absolve the person that fucked it up no it doesn't but bro if you're trying to do something and you let somebody else get in the way of you doing that you're hurting yourself. They're hurting themselves as well, but you wanted to do it. You wanted to do it because you're you. You're you you know you're trying to do what you want to do. And yeah, you know, they probably couldn't have been a dick. They probably could have did this better. They probably could have did that better. But 
maybe you didn't make them, you know, want to do it better. Maybe you didn't let them know that it was as serious, you know, as serious to you as it is. You have to see me. I'm not a rude person. I'm a nice person. I have manners and all of that. But like, as far as like addressing people, communicating and talking to people, like if I'm in a situation where I need to get something done and it may require the other help of, you know, other people. If I'm going to say what I have to say to get you to understand, we need to get this done. I'm trying to get this, you know, up, you know, to get this accomplished. It has to be done. Okay. And when you like, yeah, you, I may say things because I, I would say I'm a blunt person. I may say things that may sound crazy or may just be like wild or just sound rude at the moment. But it's like really when you get your feelings out of it, sometimes, sometimes I'm just a, a dick. But like sometimes it's like, oh, okay, I get what he was saying. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not saying like I'm some guru and always right. But like just in life, you know what I mean? Just in life, you you have to be in the best interest of yourself not to be selfish, but to be of, you know, of any service or help to other people. I remember one time, this was back when I was like, you know, in, in church and Bible school and stuff. I still remember this because it still resonates, not, not on like a spiritual level, just life stuff. And it was just a little thing. Shout out to Pastor Levester, you know what I'm saying? But he was speaking one day in a... Just a little thing. He was like, I don't really understand how, you know, it can be so much gossip out in the world. Because I know for me, it takes all of my attention to keep myself straight. So I know I have to, all my attention is on me because I'm trying to keep me straight for what I do in my life. I don't have time to think about what other people are doing. You know what I'm saying? Accountability, knowing yourself. Being in tune with yourself is very important. It's very important because I've learned in my short 24 years of life that when you are able to be like, yo, I fucked up. I did, I was on some trash ass shit in that situation. It wouldn't have happened if I would have did this, this, or this. Once you are on that, bro, it's way easier to bounce back and get back onto the track of whatever you're trying to do in life. You feel me? Like, and it's not like, but of course that's not saying that there's going to be no problems, there's going to be no setbacks, but you can eliminate eliminate the bullshit and the, uh, the bullshit and the the pity, the uh, the sulking, the blaming. You can uh, you can you can maximize your time if you don't work focus on doing all of that when something goes wrong, and you can focus more on getting back on track to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, man. Like feelings, and I'm not like even though I'm a male, I'm a very emotional person. I think males are just very emotional people, especially black males, but that's another story, another, another story. But me, I'm a very emotional person, 
even if I don't show it, I'm a very emotional person. I'm very animated, you know, you know, a type of person. People might even say dramatic. So, like, I, it's hard, but like, I myself, like if a situation happens, even if I am boiling hot, fire hot, I'm not going to let that, I'm not going to let that dictate, dictate whatever's about to happen. Because I can always sell a nigga out, sell a motherfucker out after the situation. You know what I'm saying? I, but, and you know, accomplish something. But if I let my emotions get into, you know, get, get to me in the heat of it, I've lost. And whatever I was trying to do is not going to get done. And this is anything, man. This is anything. This is, bro, you can use this principle with anything. I, myself, I, um, I focus on, you know, being like, becoming a better me. Because, thinking about it, I want to have kids. I want to, you know, with this media thing, I'm obviously going to be building a business. So, eventually, I will have to have relationships and speak to people. And I want to be a better version every day because, bro, like, it's, it's, bro, anybody that's got the bag, per se, they, I, you, I'm pretty sure they work on them and what they're doing every day, and they perfect it. They want to perfect it. I want to perfect myself. And not to say I'm going to be like some angel or something, but perfect myself to where I'm grounded. I know, you know what I'm saying, what's going on. And my feelings, my, uh, my gripes and stuff is not leading the actions that I make. But my, my logic and my brain is. You know what I'm saying? Now, of course... In some situations, that may not be the best thing as far as, like, family goes. But me, I'm really in this, What in, in my, my whole spiel about this, I'm not talking about, like, regular life stuff. That's different. I'm talking about getting to where you want to be, like, working to get something. You know what I'm saying? Business type shit, money. You know what I mean? And I want to be able to, because I said this all as well. I'm trying to retire, and I don't mean like retire, retire, but like stop working for a job, like stop getting taxes taken out, stop make, doing, stop work doing work that involves taxes automatically being taken out and stuff like that. I don't want to have a job. I want to be my own business. I want to be a machine so that I can just wake up and do what I want to do. You know what I mean? And that is going to take, that's going to take some hustle, some struggle, some grit to do, but shit, it's 2019, shit, if I'm, if I'm a mid-level, you know, kind of known, you know, name in hip-hop media within the next six years, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. Because, bro, I'll be 30. I'll be 30. You know how much time that gives me? 
you know what what happened if I'm mid level in six years? What are, what's gonna what is it gonna be in in twenty six years? You know what I'm saying? When I'm fifty, like I'm here for the three to four year grind. You know what I'm saying? I don't, not many people have listened. A couple people have listened to the podcast. And, you know, I appreciate that. I hope y'all keep listening. Not many people have listened, you know, so far. But I'm already realizing, like, yo, I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? I want to do this. So if the audience isn't that big, I'll, I'll, I'll just work on, you know, whatever I'm creating and putting out there to make it that big. You know what I'm saying? So I just ran through that big time again by Rick Ross. That shit fire. Let's see. It came out yesterday. I probably listened to it like probably a good seven, eight times already. Yeah, man, that bit that Rick Ross though. I hope him putting out this music means his album is coming, cause niggas need a new Rick, new Ross. Niggas need a new Ross. Me being like you know, just a music head. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Ross fan, but, you know, I'm definitely aware. You know, definitely with that big time song, that shit, it just got that bounce to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole time, the whole the whole three, four minutes of the song, he just riding the beat and just, you know what I'm saying, killing that bitch. Just vintage Ross. You know what I mean? Like, I really like the song. I didn't like that, uh... Song that he put out with, um, with Wale. I didn't like that act of full song. That's it, it. Really wasn't nothing. That wasn't it. But this big time song. What's up, fam? You're not getting up here right now. Chill. So, this big time song definitely was that shit. You know what I'm saying it's definitely a jam. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all listen to it if y'all ain't listen to it again. Yeah, man, that shit is jamming. Can't wait for that album. Okay, so on the lighter side of things, I did want to kind of do like a little breakdown or think piece or whatever you want to say it is on this video that I came across. Um, so, um, like, it's a 19-minute video. I'm not really trying to listen to the whole 19 minutes of it, even though you all should because it's great. It's just, it's like a perfect disaster, basically what it is. So it's this guy. He has a channel on YouTube. It's called The Fallen State or like thefallenstate.tv. I don't know what the channel is called, but some reason for some reason it came across my suggested recommended videos and like the title of the video is like the pastor walks off or something like that so long story short he's interviewing the guy whose channel it is he's interviewing a a homosexual pastor and you guys know how that goes with like of course you know the name of his channel is The Fallen States. You already know what type of time he's on. And, and like, to maybe for people who don't know, he's what I'm assuming is he's a Christian guy that, 
you know, believes in the Bible. And from listening to this video, he also is um, hypnotized by the mirage of America because he says a lot of ignorant things about, like, America being compared to, like, other countries. And he's saying a lot of ignorant stuff about, like, just homosexual people in general. And it's very funny, but we're going to laugh first and then we'll break it down. To show you what I, you know, tell you what I feel about it. So I'm gonna play a couple clips. I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but you know, just to get the gist of the wild shit that he's asking. I'm saying, and then also, of course, the blow up, of course. So we're back. So I want to go back. You said. You say God is a black woman. I did. Black woman. I, I, I use the book as an analogy. That God was to, a black to woman. To show us that God could be whatever it is that we need God to be. Amazing. Do you believe that? That book? I believe that God could be whatever it is that we want God to be. Really? Yes. And so, you've been a homosexual all your life, you said earlier, right? Um, at the age of Good nine, word. at the age of nine, I, um, I, I knew that I liked, that I liked, the same sex, yes. How did you become that way? I didn't become that way. I just I knew that that was my innate nature to be to to, to like men. And so, how did you you go from a natural nature of being a man or male to an unnatural nature of becoming a woman? How did that happen? So you said the unnatural nature of me become. Yeah, how, you know, you, if you were born a natural male, right? You're born a natural male, right? You are, right? I'm an, I am, I am a male currently sitting here in front of you. <laughs> but how did you go from being a natural male to an unnatural? Who's an unnatural woman? But isn't homosexuality is like being a, a female feeling? What? No. What is it? Nigga. No. What is it exactly? Being being gay is. Are being being gay, being a homosexual, whatever term like um, that that a person wants to right. use to identify themselves, it's an innate state of being. It means that this this is who that person is. It, I'm not a woman. I, I'm a man sitting here in front of you having a conversation. I have a penis, just like you have. Well, a you do have the male. God damn, dog. This shit want to fucking lag and do all this shit right when I turn this shit on. I was just watching it. And it want to do all this. But y'all get the fucking point. Now, here we go with the blow up. The word innate. The word innate means that it is that you, I'm not changing. I'm not becoming something else. I am who I am. Uh, just before we started the show, you said that you introduced your... Uh, is he your husband or your wife? Is that your husband? He gonna be your husband or your wife? <laughs> I'm gonna end this interview. Why? Because I because we're ending this right now. Why you wanna end? We're ending it. Well, Take, this off. Take this off. Well, you wanna have a real conversation? I'm having, I'm, no, you're bullshitting me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a part of that. Come take this off of me. I'm gonna take it with me. 
But why are you why are you running? Why you take this off me? I'm gonna take it off me. You're disrespectful. Alright, alright, alright. I wish I could have seen the nigga face. Like he is dead ass confused. Why this nigga want to leave the show? He's dead ass confused. So, I just, this is my thing. And for people who don't know, um, like when I was like probably about 17 when I moved to Florida, I did go through an experience when, you know, I guess like a come to Jesus experience. Um, <clears throat> and with that happening... I did, you know, do a couple semesters in Bible college, and it wasn't for me, because this is why it wasn't for me. With my situation that I had, I had a job, like I was working at Chick-fil-A, I was going to school, and and going to Bible college, like going to like regular college and going to Bible college, and like... When I looked around in these classes, the people that were being that were there, they were like older men, like older established men that you know have careers, you know, or like people who you know they're my age, you know, adults, but they live at home with their parents. They don't pay anything, you know. They they just exist. Um, it's not a shot, but it's like, you know, they they get taken care of. So, like, I was, I thought, and like, I was staying, like, I was staying at a family member's house at the time. But, like, the environment, because there were other people staying there, too, and the environment was like, you know, yeah, you're here, but, you know, you need to, you know, get get yourself together. So, like... At that time, it was like, I was like, you know, and, you know, I, I believed at the time and all of that. So I was like, you know, I told myself, I said, Lord, I can't do this right now. You know, if I, I need to get on my feet, you know, I need to be able to take care of myself. So I need a full-time job. The Chick-fil-A shit ain't doing it. So I had ended up, you know, not going back because, like, within that time, I actually did get a full-time job working for the police department as a dispatcher and you know that ultimately did not work out but that's a story for another time i do want to get into this video because even though it is a very funny video this guy he's a very ignorant man first of all i want to touch on the point i don't know if i played the part for you all where he was talking about america's the best country and his reasoning why America is the best country was that fucking was because everybody wants to come here. And it's like, okay, the reason that everybody wants to come here is because niggas like you can make a YouTube channel and become profitable, you know, spewing ignorance. And they can make a living off of that and, be, you know, make a life off of that and take care of their families there's opportunities in america it's not the best country and as you all see you know me working at the place i do like i can just tell like just how the way shit is set up america's if nothing changes if like the things that are set up to 
to um, keep the middle class, the middle class, to keep the rich people rich, and to keep the working class, the working class, and the poor people poor, if nothing changes with that, America's going to be a third world country in the next 30 years. And that's just me, what I think. That's wh- how I see it. So, like, it's, you know, so back on track, you know, it's, he then asked the guy, um, he asked the guy, like, is hom- does homosexuality mean that you have female feelings? And it's like, this is my thing that gets me about Christians and judging homosexuals, lesbians, um, transgenders, asexual, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever you choose your path in life to be because it is your choice. This is the thing that gets me because, I mean, I'm not like, I haven't read the Bible in years, but I know some things that are in there because I study it and I tweeted this one day and it's like, bro, yeah, it says that people always want to bring up the verse that it says homosexuality, homosexuality is a, an abomination and da, da 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 But it also says that only that, that, that I'm, not, I'm just going to paraphrase, but that God is the final judge. And there's also a parable in the new Testament where Jesus told you, whoever is sinless you throw the first stone he didn't say whoever has this type of sin he said whoever is sinless because as i've heard all the time as my grandmother tells me all the time sin is sin so like when it's when i hear like the rhetoric of some of these quote-unquote christian folk it makes me feel like either you're just like aimlessly leading your life and you claim to believe something and you participating something that you know nothing about because you have not done the work to study the word as you are supposed to as being a Christian or you're hiding behind the veil of Christianity to spew hate for homosexuals. And both of those are fucked up. Because, like, yeah, it was funny to post it on the internet, but you literally asked this man, is the man that he loves going to be his husband or his wife? What does that mean? What does that mean? It's like, you can, I, I don't understand people. I don't understand certain people. It's like, like, like just the, um, a lot of the things that are normal in this world, not a, yeah, a lot of them, I don't really jive with. And you may not, like, if you meet me, you may, like, think I'm weird or, you know, I'm different because I think like that because stuff that's normal, you know, it's just normal. But, like, my thing with the whole being against something, I feel like if you are against something, you should know about what you're against. Because there has to be a logical reason to why you're against it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, racism. It's like, I need a reason. Don't tell me what you heard. You know, don't tell me what somebody told you or somebody taught you. Tell me why you are racist. Tell me why you hate black people. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever race you hate. Because 
You you just sound like a fool to just hate something with no reason behind it and you have no education on said situation that you hate. How do you hate it? You don't even know about it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You know, and it's just it's just a lot of stupid shit that is seen as normal in America that is just just stupid shit. It's like, bro, we say black lives matter and then you post blue lives matter. I don't understand, bro. We're saying that because somebody was shot that could have just been arrested or given a ticket because that's what your job description does. And your rebuttal to someone's son being killed, someone losing their son, somebody losing their father, somebody losing their husband, is that blue lives matter? That makes no sense. It's a lot of shit that if niggas thought, you know what I'm saying? If niggas just just cut out all the bullshit, and it's hard to do at this point in 2019 because there's a lot of bullshit. But if just niggas just thought... A lot of shit will just get shut down because, like, it makes no sense, bro. Like, freaking Trayvon Martin. I heard, like, a couple months ago, they was like, oh, we just came out. We found that he had weed in his system. And it's like, bro, do you have a brain? Do you know what weed does to you? It's it's just shit like that. And it's like, me, me, me fam, yo, just tell me you hate me. Tell me you don't know why you hate me, but you hate me. And just let it be like that. Because at least it's said. Don't fucking walk around the thing and say, oh, you know, he was breaking the law. Breaking the law doesn't make it okay to kill somebody. Okay? That's why me, as, you know, a person that is, you know, for people that look like me, I'm trying to work towards building people that look like me up, confidence, self-love, all of that, I will not have a conversation with a racist. There is no conversation to have because you're ignorant. Okay? You're ignorant. What, what is there to say? What is there? What conversation is there to have? Why do you hate me? Because the facts show me that, and I'm talking about, you know, people of, the people from Caucasus. Because, you know, we're, we live in America. And you know how they feel about us. Not all of you all. But y'all know who I'm talking about. And, like, this is my thing. You know, because if you're, you know, if we're so dumb, you're so smart, we're so uneducated, da, 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 why do you hate us? Because facts, historical facts, tell us that you came to the country when... Natives were here. Natives, as in black people. Just remember that one. Natives were here. You pillaged them. You you got them sick. You killed them and you took their land. And then you brought Africans over here and built this country on their backs. And then... <laughs> and then... Slavery... I like to go with the narrative that slavery didn't end until like the 50s or 60s when segregation ended because I, I just like that narrative. It just sounds a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? And I also have a theory. I'm just going to throw this theory out there. I don't want to 
I do I do kind of want to raise some brows and make a couple of people mad. I feel like if segregation never ended, we would be way better off. Just based on the facts that were, you know, Black Wall Street and all of that. But of course, that ended as well because people had were killed. <laughs> people were killed. You know what I'm saying? But like what back to what I was saying. It's like, bro, you say you hate me because oh, you know, we're bad. We do this, you know, we're ghetto. And you're saying this because you've never met an actual black person or you don't you're not around them or you don't give yourself the opportunity to actually learn. Because bro, any <laughs> just bro, I had I had a friend that like my best friend growing up, one of my best friends growing up was white. And bro, <laughs> I don't think he would say that because he grew up around us. I don't think he would say these things. I don't think there's a hate because we're a pretty loving, welcoming, and forgiving culture, race, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like like when people say these things, it's not a real reason. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's, it's not a real reason. The, the people on the internet, like, it's a... That one quote where Nipsey basically said, man, suck a shit that's out there, it don't need to be addressed. Only real shit, the shit that matters needs to be addressed. So when I say, oh, I wouldn't have a conversation with a racist, I'm talking about y'all niggas on the internet. I'm talking about y'all niggas that, you know, hit the, that, you know, that be on the he should have complied game when a nigga gets shot for standing in his fucking yard. Or a nigga gets shot for steal for you know from stealing from a store, robbing a store. Take him to jail. Isn't that how the law works? This is the law that you got you all made. Do do your job. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that you know co-sign all of that. It's like, bro, you make because it's like, why would I have a conversation with you? Because you said you right. You just tried to rationalize a murder in cold blood on an, a person that was unarmed. Because he did something wrong or he was suspected of doing something wrong. Because supposedly you're, you're guilty. I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's, that's, I, that's, I thought that's how it worked. <laughs> and this is why I say it's bullshit, yo. And this is why I say it's bullshit. Because they say all of that. But with us, that's not how it works. That's just not how it works. And... People like this guy up here. You're because this is you know he of course he's a he he said like eight times I'm black and slow. I had a problem with that as well. Why don't you just say you're slow? Because being black doesn't isn't associated with being slow. It's it's a lot of things that is just bullshit. That is, bro. It's you gotta you gotta like it's kind of like. Driving down like a foggy road. You gotta like, you know, peek through and squint a little bit to decipher what's real and what's not. What needs to be focused on and what doesn't need to be focused on. Which is also going to bring me back to the Chris Brown topic. Because, like like I say, I, I'm not like, I see social media, but like, bro, I'm not just on it just reading, 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 reading. So, I didn't really like... Like, the whole Chris Brown thing, 
I know now like what song the verse was on and all that, and I know the verse. I just have a question before I go into, you know, my extra opinion about it. Fam, when did he say anything about black dark skinned women? Can can somebody like can somebody that's listening can you play like one of the two people that's gonna listen to this, can you please like if you know, can you tell me? Can you like message me, text me, or email me? Because I know of somebody I know. Can you tell me when he said something about dark skinned women? I, I I hate when people, I hate when you all do that. Why do y'all do that, fam? He said. Now I have a problem with the verse, not because not for the problem that you all have. He said in the verse, "I only want to fuck black bitches with good hair." I don't like the whole calling female bitches. I, I don't like that. I don't like referring to women as bitches. It's, it's, ugh. yeah, I don't like it. But it's like, bro, he said he only want to fuck the bad bitches with bad hair. And I don't want to go into my whole spiel, you know, because I gave y'all my reasoning earlier. But I did listen to a podcast and... Um, I heard a different opinion on the whole, I heard a different opinion on the whole, uh, Chris Brown situation. I do kind of want to, um, bring my, my girlfriend into the podcast so I can, you know, hear her opinion on this. So you, I don't know if you heard the, um, I don't know if you heard the uh, podcast that we listened to earlier, but, um, the girl was basically saying, Really, he was. She, you know, she was saying like, "Really, Chris?" That's what she thought when she heard the lyrics. Mm. Really, Chris? You know, why? Um, you know, I can't remember because it was like way earlier today. But it was, she was like, "Why? You know, why? Why did you have to do that? You know, it could have been done without because a lot of you know your fans are black women, and I mean, she had a good point." I still respectfully disagree because I heard nothing about dark-skinned women. Yeah. You know, I heard nothing about that. I don't know what you all are crying about. And it may just me... I listened to the whole album. It may just me, me, me being ignorant. But I didn't hear anything about dark-skinned women. I... Did you no. listen to the... He said, okay, now, like, bro, like I explained earlier, bro... Black, <laughs> black hair is not bad hair. If you look no. nasty and you over 21, it's your fault. You yeah. you should have learned how to do that. Yes. Okay? So, if, if a nigga chooses to fuck with a female over, with, you know, with good hair who takes care of herself, a millionaire, <laughs> a millionaire can't have preferences. What... I don't, like, where do people get off trying to make people like stuff? Trying to make people think certain things? I don't under, do you understand that? No. And that, just like I was telling you before, it's the same thing as what women prefer in a man. Like, if Chris Brown prefers black women with good hair, that's what he likes. Just like us females, you know, certain ones, they want 
most men, oh, his eyes have to be a certain way or he has to look this way or dress this needs way. needs a beard. You know, shit like that. He needs to have yeah. a beard on and wear gray sweat, sweatpants. Right. Or whatever the case is. And make so, over 100K. That too. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's a preference. That's what Chris Brown likes. There's okay. nothing wrong with that. Hey, man, I'm going to say it. It's, it's the second episode, but I'm going to say it. Fam, y'all need to go get some, some self-esteem, bro. Y'all need to go get some self-esteem, some self-worth outside of your motherfucking phone. Because if y'all, bro, y'all need to go get some attention, too, outside of your motherfucking phone. Because, bro, only thing that I can think of, and this is me in my cerebral brain trying to break shit down. Only thing that I can think of to be a reason to why y'all have such a problem with a nigga's preference is because you don't love yourself. Because mm-hmm. that hits you somewhere. That hits you somewhere. That's the only problem. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. And that don't make sense, bro. I I, I really want to. I really want this podcast to get people out of that bullshit, bro. You don't need nobody to tell you what you know to you know to tell you that you look good, that you are great. You should be telling yourself that. Right. You're not gonna do anything. Love yourself. Yeah, you you gotta love you first before you do anything, bro. Mm-hmm. Y'all is out here, bro. Y'all post pictures on the internet because y'all want likes because that gives you a boost. What do, bro? What do what do tapping a phone do for you, bro? What do a nigga jumping in your DMs and objectifying you and just wanting to fuck you do for you? Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, bro. I don't understand it. And like people see me, I'm a realist. So I see through bullshit that people throw out there. I'm, I'm the type of person that you could come up to and start saying crazy stuff. I'm just gonna look at you because I'm just look. I'm just I'm I'm watching you and I'm studying you. I'm trying to figure out why you acting like that. Mm-hmm. And usually, when people come at me like that, and I give them that vibe, they calm down because you're not about to get a rise out of me like you do other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my job, I work at a place where you can you get put down. You get put down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I know me, though. You know what I mean? I know me. I don't need nobody to tell me that. And, like, that's what, like, our generation, we got to get that. And, you know, there's, there's factors in this. I did write an article about this before. It's on, uh, what is it called, Medium. And it's like, it was basically going over the reason why people act like that. Bruh, I feel like the reason, first of all, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm not saying my parents, but just from what I see, our generation of parents are probably the worst parents ever. (laughs) The worst parents ever. Because, bro, niggas fell in, you just realize, niggas fell in love with a computer. Niggas fell in love with getting validation and admiration from people they don't know why do you think they looking for it on there because they don't get it at home right just like i was saying earlier just like i said on the first episode it's a a lot of people i see bro you put a you got a kid you 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 know you go to home from work you know you go get the kid from school you know what you do when you get home you tell the kid leave me alone go watch tv go outside 
and don't just don't say nothing else to the kids till you pick them up the next day. Right. And that's not how you do things. That's not how you parent. I don't understand. Like, yeah, it's not all uh, our fault because I'm not. I'm not saying I'm devoid of you know. I, I don't need. I I will say this. I do not need the internet to tell me I'm the shit. I don't need that. I can look myself in the mirror and say, "You're a very handsome man." You know what I'm saying? I can hear myself speak, and you know, just the way that I carry myself and say, "You're not like everybody." I can tell myself that because there was a time where I had to do that. I used to get made fun of at school. I used to get teased and shit. And bro, I there wasn't nobody else that I could that that was gonna build me up. I remember my dad used to be like. You get so mad. He used to come home <laughs> crying. I'm <laughs> like, oh, they was making fun of me. I remember this one time when we lived in Wilkinsburg. I was come. I got in the car crying. He was like, why are you? Why are you crying? And I said, they was making fun of me. <laughs> and he looked at me. He said, why did you? Why, did, why the fuck didn't you tell him to suck your dick? <laughs> he was. He was dead ass. He was like, fuck that. <laughs> He was like, fuck that. If they want to, he's like, next time somebody comes to start making jokes, you joke on them. Yeah. You know what happened? You know what happened? <laughs> what happened? I got a phone call home and got my ass beat for that. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And I'm like, nigga, you, I, you told me to you do that. You told me to do that. Fam, oh. bro, when I used to go to Turner, people used to. Bruh, I used to get in fights because I'm not a fighter. I'm not a fighter. Nigga, I will defend myself, but I'm not, bro. I'm not about to... You know how niggas are like, they want to fight. They want you to hit them, but they want to fight you. Yeah. I'm not about to hit you, bro. I'm not going to hit you. <laughs> you hit me. If you want to fight, you hit me. I'm not about to hit you because... Oh, touch me. Touch me. Oh, 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 just touch me, bro. I swear to God. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So, but when I went to Turner... If you all, like people that don't live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Turner is a elementary slash, elementary slash, uh, no, just elementary school um, that is in Wilkinsburg. That's uh, a place in Pittsburgh. So when, um, like, I didn't, like, my voice was really high when I was a little boy. So, like, people used to make fun of me. And, like, I used to get, have to get in fights because, like, I mean, like, yeah, you, bro, yeah, a nigga grip you up, you know, you could let that slide. But it's like, after a while, it's like, bro, you gonna stop fucking bothering me. <laughs> you feel me? Bro, I remember this one time, we was in like fourth grade. I'm not gonna say these niggas' names because I know one of these niggas is a killer now and I want no smoke. This was <laughs> this was years ago. So, it was like three dudes sitting there. It was, it was like, boom, like, where are you sitting? Right there, right there. They was all making fun of me. And the nigga that's a killer now, I slapped that nigga. <laughs> I don't know what. Like, it was like, they was just, it was just like this. So I was just like, and they was talking tough shit. So I just slapped his ass. <laughs> I like, it was like, bro, you get on my nerves. I slapped his ass. And then, and then niggas, like, the one dude that was sitting to the uh, left of me, he ain't do nothing. But this other dude... And I'm going to go into this because I ain't really got nothing to talk about. But this other dude that was right there, I ain't going to say his name either. He is, he's soft as fuck though. But <laughs> um, this other dude jumped in it. So like we was, you know, tussling or whatever. But it got to a point where it's like, 
Alright, fam. Let, let's fight, man. Since you want to do it, let's fight. Like, I remember this one time I fought this other dude. This nigga was just bothering me. <laughs> like, he was just, it was just bothering me, yo. Like, and I'm like, bro, leave me alone. So, like, we, like, you know, back in middle school, not, or elementary school, you was, you was in the same teacher class all day with mm. the same people. Right. So, whole day up until lunch, the nigga talking about, I'm going to sock you. I'm going to sock you. What? Oh, da-da-da-da. Da-da-da. Talking all this rah-rah shit. So, bro, this was a funny-ass story. This the thing, though. So, we get to the playground, and he's still on that shit. And, of course, he's one of the Wilkinsburg, Wilkinsburg niggas. Like, you know, his brother is a hood nigga. His brother about that. His cousin is on that. Matter of fact, your cousin, your cousin actually passed away a couple years ago. Rest in peace to the nigga. I'm not going to say the names. But, um, so... You know, we in the, he got his little posse surrounded, you know, like around us because they want us to fight because he wanted to fight me. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm like, bruh, duh, duh, duh. so something happened. I think a nigga pushed me into him. How old were you? I was like eight, nine. Oh, you were young. Yeah. I went, remember, I moved here when I was six and then I went to Turner for two years. Mm-hmm. So, um, Pushed me into him. And dude is shorter than me. But he pushed, you know, somebody pushed me into him. He stole me. Boom. We start fighting. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was getting on that nigga ass in the parking lot. I mean, in the uh, playground. <laughs> like, they had us, they had us surrounded. I think I, I think I, like, pulled the nigga head over his shirt and was, you know, giving it to him. Bop, 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 bop. Because he was little. He wasn't, I was like... When I was younger, I was, like, at that age, I was still a little bit chubby. So, like, it's like, man, I'm taller than you. You think I'm soft. You, I, I done seen you, bro. You little, bro. That's, I, like, you little, you can't fight big niggas. A big nigga beat you up already. What are you doing? So, you know, I'm on his ass for real, for real. So then, um, like, it was to a point where we were so surrounded that the teachers couldn't see us. So they, like, they knew something was going on, but they ain't really, whatever. So then, you then you know he not done. So we, bruh, he, we in the lunch, we about to go to the lunchroom. And if y'all, you know, my real niggas, if you went to Turner, you knew that, like, you came from the playground. The lunchroom had this entrance in the back where you went down the ramp. It was a ramp where you, we would have to wait outside to, for them to let us go into the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's standing right next to me in the line. This nigga told me, you're a bitch. This nigga, I promise you, this is what he did. Poked me in the face. <laughs> I poked him back. Mm-hmm. So he pushed me. I pushed him back. Boom. Stole me again. <laughs> stole me again. <laughs> so, bro, we, you know, we fighting. Bop, bop, bop. He's getting on my ass. With the hands right there. So, you know what I did? I kicked that nigga <laughs> in his face. Oh, shit. You ever, you know, you, um... Have you ever watched wrestling? Like WWE? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember Shawn Michaels? Yeah. You remember the super kick? Yeah, I do. I super kicked that nigga. <laughs> I swear yeah. to God. And, and yo, bro, if you want to, I don't want no smoke. I'm going to keep saying this. I don't want no smoke. This is just for entertainment. But bro, 
I swear to God, you was in the fucking principal's office <laughs> crying. We was both crying. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. that was like, what happened? He was like, he kicked me. <laughs> super kicked him. I'm dead. So, oh. I don't even know what I was talking about. But, what was I talking about? What was that whole thing? <laughs> Fam, matter of fact, we're going to have story time on this bitch. Because I remember I used to have story time on Twitter and that shit was lit. I got a couple of Turner stories for y'all ass. Yo, and I'm going to just do this disclaimer. I know y'all niggas, it's a couple of y'all niggas that, that follow me on social media, that we are friends on social media. Y'all sisters follow me, y'all mamas follow me. Don't snitch on me if you're, if, you're, if it's your sister or your mama listening to this. Don't snitch on me because I don't talk to that nigga no more. This is facts though. So I'm going to tell y'all the facts. I'm not going to say no names, but I'm going to tell y'all the facts. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, man. However, how I, I don't know how I got onto that subject, but I'm going back to the Chris Brown subject, man. And, like, bro, I know Chris Brown has problems. I know Chris Brown. I don't know, you know, as of right now, <coughs> but I know he was done coke before and everything. But, bro... Honestly, that ain't none of my business, yo. That's none of my business. He is an entertainer. And I like to, you know, be entertained. I like to listen to music. And he's fire. That album is fire. That song with her? Shit. I'll be in my bag, boy. But, like, it's like, shit like that. It's like, dog, what you want the nigga to talk about? He was rapping. What a... It's like, it's like, bro, and this cancel culture, it's very telling. It proves my point. Cancel culture, where if somebody just does one thing, oh, they're just completely, they're done. They're done. Which makes no sense. And it's like, this is why I think, because there's, and there's always been this, even before social media, there's this, there's this like idea that. People are supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to know everything. Mm -hmm. Like in school, mm -hmm. niggas that was like raising their hand, asking a question more than one time, niggas used to make fun of them. In school, you like niggas thought was so cool. It, you was you was you was lame if you did. This is when I knew that I couldn't really be following other niggas when niggas used to get made fun of for uh, getting good grades. Yeah, that's. How it's just, make some fun of somebody for being smart? It's, bruh, it's, I swear to God, bruh, it's like, yes, I've grown up over the years and I've definitely became more mature, but it's, it's a lot of shit that I've been seeing that just been like, this is some bullshit, yo. Like, dog, I don't know if she came to y'all class, because, you know, me and my girl, like I told y'all the first episode, we've known each other for 12 years. 12 so long years. In the counting. <laughs> so yes. we went to the same middle school. You remember, um... What was her name? The the black, the dark, funny that always used to make fun of us for you walking me home. The science teacher, Miss Miss Bess. Miss Bess. Shout yeah. out Miss Bess, man. If you still teach it, shout out. Shout out to Miss Bess. So, Miss in Miss Bess classes one day, some lady came into our, our our room. I don't know what she was doing in there. I don't know like if what she came to talk to us about was why she was there. But long story short. She was talking to us about student loans. And you know what this lady said? <laughs> what she said? She said, 
I was like probably 12, 13. She said, I am 31. I won't be done paying off my student loans until I'm 54. You know what I said? Bitch, no. <laughs> Fuck college. <laughs> Bitch, no. Uh-uh. Mm. Th- huh? <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so ironic where what I do for work now. People that know me know what I do for work. I just won't say it because I don't... I'm not trying to get fired. So... It's just so ironic what I do for work now. And, like, I had that idea in my head, and I should have kept that idea because what we were talking about in the car about how, man, I should have just got a trade when I went to high school. I should have just had the information. I wish I would have had the information in high school, and I would have went to a high school that had a trade school. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I would be six years into whatever my trade was. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just... I I didn't have the information. I wasn't looking for it. But, like... So, I like I, it, I after that day at thirteen, I had it in my head like, bro, I'm not going to college. Me if too. It, yeah, like if it has that, if you, and I remember you saying you, you saying that to me. You said you was going to be a cosmetologist. We ain't going to sit talk about that. <laughs> so, I like, bro. I remember, and I remember telling my uncle this, and my uncle, this was the worst person to ever say this to. My uncle, he's a very smart man, has a lot of money older guy, very smart man, he comes from a uh, smart family, he's like 85, something like that, smart ass dude, you know, education background, genius, still making money in retirement, Nice. so, like, he was like, I need you to promise me, because I told him, I was like, I was just talking, and I said, I'm not, I'm not going to college, da, da, da. and he pulled me to the side, he was like, I need you to promise me that you will get a college degree, or that you will at least try. And, like, I understand, bro, I understand the importance of college, and I also understand the scam of college, and I also understand that not everybody needs college. What I also understand is that if you don't have a plan, if you're going to college, it's not really, unless you come up with that plan in college, it's not really going to be beneficial for you, though. Right. Because... You just think if you if you're thinking that you getting a degree is just gonna land you a job, no. No, that's not how it works. I um I listened to Boyce Watkins and he was speaking about it. He was like, I went the reason why I went to college is because I knew the field that I was gonna be in, I knew that there was a demand in it, and I knew that I would have a way to pay all of this fuck ass student loan debt off. Mm-hmm. People are not thinking about that. When they go to college. Right. Whether it be because they're just not thinking about it or because they're doing it because their parents are hammering it into their heads that they um, need to go to school. And it's like, bro, if you're a mathematician, a crazy, like, you know, engineer, you can put things together. Yeah, go to college. Right. Because you're going to be something like a scientist, whatever. Yeah. But if your son or if you are selling t-shirts, creating necklaces, and doing all that shit, selling shit, selling candy at fucking 12, you, bro, you're not going to need college. You need to find a hustle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need to build your brand. Right. Okay? Of course, the workforce has to be there. That's the only way the world goes around. So, of course, we need people to work regular jobs, but 
there we also need the creators to create. We also need people that are meant to do one thing to do that thing. Okay? Not to as we go back to finding validation in other people, not to do what somebody else told you to do just because it sounded good, but to do what you want to do because you researched it and you put it in your heart that you're going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, bro, I'm, we're only 24. So, we, you know, I've, I don't, I've never, I didn't finish college because it, it's like every time I was going, <coughs> bro, I didn't have, I did, unfortunately did not have the luxury to go to school and stay home mm-hmm. and not have to worry about bills. Mm-hmm. I had to get, I had to make money. I had to, you know, take care of myself. I had to feed myself. Twice, this happened earlier this year. My job has gotten in the way of me doing college. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all can do that. I can't do it both. But I actually lost the job at the police department because I was taking school seriously, and it was then it was affecting my performance at work. Mm-hmm. Some other things were affecting it as well. Which is why I removed myself from Florida. Other people, you know. And that's another thing, man. I'm going to get to that, but let me finish my point. Other people, like, it's, um, and, like, it just didn't work out. You feel me? And I, you know, the way I think about it now, <coughs> I'm, you know, I, I really want to, um, I'm going to get, like, a city job, something like that. Something that I'm doing my, you know, with my hands. I don't want to work at a job where I'm not, you you know, moving around because I've gained weight. And I'm just like, I mean, like, I still love me. What the fuck? Uh, one moment. What is that? So the train outside is like right next to the balcony and this nigga's like talking on the uh microphone and I hope he's not talking to us but like I was saying fam what's that nothing I guess So he's just being loud for no reason I and guess. interrupting niggas podcast <laughs> That's I don't that's know. cool so, yeah, we're going to be wrapping this up because this is actually went longer than I wanted it to go, and I need to kind of base. Mm-hmm. But, like, bro, think for yourself, man. Dog, don't stop putting so much weight in people's words. <coughs> I told my girl this when we first got together. When we first got back together when I moved back up here, I told her, like, yo, do what you want to do, okay? Yes, you have people around you, friends and family. They do mean the best, but don't let nobody tell you what you need to do. You figure out what you want to do. If you got an opportunity, you take that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, bro, it's, it's, it's dangerous to tell it's dangerous to tell a kid that wants to be creative and that has something to bring out, like has an actual talent. It's dangerous to keep telling that kid, you need to go to school. Mm-hmm. You need to go to school. Mm-hmm. 
No, you might need to get a job, bro. You might need to get a trade so you can, you know, feed yourself. Yeah, you might need to get a job. But school, how is that going to help you? How is going to school and taking up hours that you could be using honing your craft, how is that going to help you unless the school is helping you do that and giving you information in that craft? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's only so much you can do in 24 hours, and you should spend those 24 hours working on feeding yourself and working on what you want to do in life. Mm-hmm. Remember you showed me that one um, that one little, uh, little excerpt from a sermon where the dude was talking about, yo, he was talking about Bahamian folk, but just black folk, period. Shout out to all my Bahamians. Yes. <laughs> Just black folk, period. Like, bro, do your day job. Yep. And then come home and work on your craft. Yep. Okay? Don't turn the TV on. Don't turn it. And if you do turn the TV on, make sure it's something that you're studying. Now, me, I'm very lucky because my craft, what I want to do is hip-hop media. So, guess what I get? To, guess what I have to do to be able to do that? Listen to music and watch interviews. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And scroll down fucking social media timelines and shit. So and that's I'm exactly lit. what he does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm lit. But bruh, it's dog, it's that shit is actually taxing because like like bruh, I don't know what the fuck is going on in social media. I don't know what the hot topics is of the week because I have I haven't really like it's fourth of July today, so you know, niggas been like moving around. I had to, I got up and cooked. You know, and whatever we went to a little, you know, shindig for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, I'm living life, but I have to. I got to train myself to, like, this can't be sleeping in some crazy ways. <laughs> I have to train myself to, um, you know, to at least look. I'm try. I might just download like an app that like. I'm probably gonna put my notifications on mm-hmm. so that shit can just pop up on the phone. Cause I can't just that looking looking for bullshit. I'm not about to be looking for bullshit. Cause then when I look for bullshit, for people that follow me on Twitter, when I when I see bullshit, I go to selling out. <laughs> I go to selling out. Be like, you stupid. What are you talking about? Why would you even record this, nigga? You a lame. <laughs> I be saying some wild shit. Like, bro, because that shit be crazy. Matter of fact, before we get out of here, let me touch on this real quick. Y'all are some fucking weirdos. Stop fucking going into the goddamn store and licking shit. I seen a nasty nigga today. The other day. It wasn't today. I seen a nasty nigga on the video today. He fucking got a bowl, a bottle of Listerine. <coughs> Swirched them around in his mouth and then spit the shit back in there and then put it back. That is disgusting. Bro, think for yourself. Stop trying to get hot because other people are being. Stop trying to get hot by being stupid. Right. Think, nigga. Like, bro, you doing that dumb shit? Nobody ain't gonna work with your dumb ass. The fuck is wrong with you? Stupid ass. <laughs> Like I told one dude, like I told uh, one dude on Twitter, they should arrest his ass. Mm-hmm. Not because oh, and some dumbass. I hate, I hate when niggas just flipping turn shit. The nigga gonna come up there. Oh, he gonna. Well, I don't know if it was a female or a dude. Motherfucker gonna say, oh, so you want a person to be criminalized and be put into the the court system? You know how they do us, bro. 
You can't fucking use that. Y'all know how they do us when you're doing dumb shit. When you're being stupid. Like when you tr- when you're giving them a reason to do it, right. bro. Stop it, mm-hmm. bro. Stop. Like I told him, That's I said shit. it's like dog. Realistically thinking, yes, the case would most likely get thrown out for you licking some fucking ice cream or you know grabbing some ice cream and whatever that nasty nigga did in that one video. It's probably gonna get thrown out, but nah, your stupid ass need to spend a night in jail. That's what it is. I just just one night, just one night. Let him out the next day, but you a dumbass. So go to jail mm-hmm. for one night. You your stupid ass, just go to jail for one night. You don't need nobody to mess with you. Nothing like that. Just go to jail. Go through having to take your fucking pants off in front of a nigga and then put on some other nigga's pants. I mean, some other nigga's drawers and shit because you want to fucking lick some ice cream that you ain't about to buy. Yo, dumbass. <laughs> the fuck? Like, bro, it's a lot of shit that, you know, that is cool that, you know, because of our generation, it's a lot of more opportunities that are going to come out. But, yo, we got to we gotta, we gotta point out the fuck shit. We got to point out the sucker shit. Another thing, bro. I tweeted this. Stop rationalizing the fuck shit that these new niggas be doing. When I say new niggas, it's not just talking about men. I'm talking about y'all females too, because y'all be on that dumb shit too. New niggas, and a new nigga, bro, I'm 24, so I'm not old, but a new nigga is a nigga that goes by social media logic. Have you ever met an individual that goes that talks like they're on the internet all day? Have you ever... They're the most annoying people ever. They make, bro, they make no sense when they talk. They don't know the meaning of real words. They don't know the meaning of real words. They make up words. Yo, shit, we we got like five minutes, but let me just get my shit off real quick. Dog, they, like, you remember that one video we was watching of that girl on Dr. Phil, and she was like, I'm just like hot now, and I used to be ugly, and not a, and like he was asking her questions, and she was like, "No, I'm not that." And then he would expand on the word that he asked her about, and she said, "Oh, I, I would say I'm that, bro." Yeah. Read a dictionary. Yeah. The internet, social media, Twitter is not a dictionary. No. Okay. Find the facts yourself. Right. Stop making shit up. Chris Brown ain't say no shit about no fucking dark skinned ch- chicks, dog. Stop crying, bro. Y'all mm-hmm. want niggas not to like you. God damn. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? He said, I like black bitches with nice hair. We're dark skinned. That's self hate. That's self hate because I know a lot of dark skinned women with great hair. Y'all don't know what y'all doing. Get a stylist. <laughs> Call your mammy. Actually, matter of fact, hit my sister up. Hit my sister up. She will get you right, baby. She will get you right. Because you, you don't know what you're doing. And for the record, I'm just going to throw this out, Jill. Just suck. No, I'm not going to throw it out there, actually, because I don't want that type of smoke. But, hey, man, this is the big podcast. Thank you all for listening, man. And we out. Yo, this is the big podcast, and this is our head segment, Hot Take. The subject of this segment is going to be the situation with the whole live mermaid shit and the whole outrage that the mermaid should be, you know, white, whatever. So, uh, what's her name? Haley from the group Chloe and Haley are 
she is um she was chosen to be Ariel, you know, in the Little Mermaid. It's gonna be a live show or whatever. And <clears throat> there is outrage from you know some white people because they feel like the character should be white because a mermaid is supposed to be white. And I just wanted to, you know, shoot off a couple of things that I felt about it. And, you know, I want to ask some questions and say a couple of things, you know, to explain why I, you know, why my opinion is my opinion on this. First of all, um, <clears throat> in America, uh, a lot of shit is whitewashed. A lot of shit. And... <clears throat> Um, one of the biggest things is Jesus. Um, I, my, my, I'm, bro, I'm get over a little hangover, so my thoughts ain't all the way there. But, <clears throat> um, just historically speaking, you know, factually speaking, there was no way that Jesus could have been a white man. And, <clears throat> I mean... No, it does not really matter what, you know, race someone is. It really should not matter, you know, what race like a figure is. But it's telling when a lot of the figures and prominent figures and like the storytelling, like if you've ever seen like a Bible movie or like a Christian movie, all these characters be depicted as white. And that's just not true. You know, <clears throat> I want to start off with that because it's just, I'm trying to build my point. I just don't, I don't think shit like this should be dignified by the black community because we've just gone through so much bullshit and like, bro, it's like certain shit, bro, would not get, you know, the press that it does, the attention that it does if we didn't dignify it. Why dignify something like that? Because you've never heard these people say that about Jesus being depicted as white. Because he's not white. You know what I'm saying? Why don't why don't you, why don't they get on the internet and be like, oh, he's a nigger. Don't make him don't make him white. He's not one of us. You've never you know depicted um like shit uh Disney movies. Just think of Disney movies. I can't give much examples at the moment, but like there's a lot of shit. That, <clears throat> like, people have played and there's been white people, like, the, the fucking Moses movies, the fucking, you know, Pharaoh and the Egyptians. Egyptians are not white people, but they're always depicted as such in movies. So, why go back and forth with, like, why go back and forth? I don't understand, like I said the last podcast, I don't understand why people go back and forth with races. Because... My opinion is to be a racist, some part of your brain is not fully developed, okay? Because it doesn't make sense, especially if you're a racist against African-Americans. Because, like, and when it comes to shit like this, because y'all do that to us all the time. You know what I'm saying? Why would y'all dignify, like, it's not like she's going to lose the, um... The role because of a couple of ignorant folks on the internet is saying she should be white. It's a mermaid. Bro, if y'all can de depict the, you know, 
someone that people think of as being their Lord and Savior as something that he was not, that the word says that he was not, we can do that. We can make a mermaid black. And it's like, bro, what is the issue anyways? It's, you feel me? Maybe she probably was the best person that could do it. She, I'm not even, I don't, I'm not even going to go there. But it's just like, <laughs> don't dignify certain shit, man. Certain shit does not, does not, you know, need your attention. Certain shit don't need to be addressed, okay? Be mad. What fuck? I seen the whole picture that was made. And yeah, like, it was, that was crazy. But it's like, bro. If that's how y'all see us, that's how y'all see us. It's not, it don't matter. My whole thing is, bro, it doesn't matter how they see us. It matters how we see us. Okay? The big, biggest thing is how we see us. And a lot of the times, we are influenced by how they see us. And that dictates how we see ourselves. But they don't know shit. And they, I mean... And actually, that's wrong. They do. They probably know more about us than we know about ourselves. That's why certain shit, you know, isn't talked about. You know, in this world where Chris, there's a fucking Christopher Columbus day where, like, they taught us that fucking Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas and all that shit. All the bullshit that they taught us. You got to realize that. The most of the time, the folks that are saying shit like that, they believe shit like that. They believe that Christopher Columbus discovered America. They believe that, you know, they built up this country. They believe that, you know, they're superior in us. So if somebody that believes the lie, because some of us do believe the lie, but that's the lie. That we're like some type of inferior race. We're not. See... People think that it's a hate, you know what I'm saying, that stems. And it is a hate, but you got to understand the type of hate that it is. It's not a hate that, oh, you know, you're just you and I hate you. No, it's a hate that you you can be so great and you, you can be so much better than I am that we have to we have to stifle it and we have to make you feel like you're lesser than because if if you you know come up in this society thinking that you're more than us you're going to you're going to trample us and you're going to succeed us you know by bounds and leaps even with this 400 year head start that was given to these people and it's not all white people I have to keep saying it because i don't want to offend anybody even though if you were listening to what I'm saying, you should not be offended. But whatever. Bruh, it's like, fam, it's like, bro, it's, that's, if they don't have that, we are out of here. You know what I'm saying? The whole racism thing, bro, it's a defense mechanism. If you, you know, do your research, bro, it's like these people are People like this are terrified. That's why they hate the immigrants are coming into the country. Get, bro, it's not because of the so-called crime. No, they, they're terrified because, they, bro, they know that those people are going to do jobs that they wouldn't do. Or they may be better at you know certain things that they aren't as good at. It's a fear. Bro, it's really a complex within themselves. 
You feel me? Because, bro, when you somebody tweeted about this, it was like, bro, if you're so much better than me, why is it that every time you have to let me know how how inferior I am or, like, you know, you have to try to get in the way of what I'm doing if you're so much better than me? Just be better than me. But they're not. Bro, it's just a fact. I'm not, you know, I just, I'm glad to be an African-American. I'm blessed to be a black man because I know the power that we have with the melanin. And I just, I know the power that we have just as a people because of what we've been through. And I love it. And nobody can tell me anything to make me think otherwise. I've never thought otherwise. Ever. Okay? And as I grew up and, you know, became more in tune with, you know, people acting like that. And that's how people just carry themselves. It's like, bro... I'm way ahead of you. I don't care if you make more money than me. I don't care if you, you know, whatever you have, like, that is material in your life. But if you feel like <laughs> because I'm black that I'm stupid or, you know, that I can't do what you do. Like, where I've heard people say things. There's people say things and it's just like, bro, why are you saying that? Why are you so surprised that I can do that? Like, People say I've, people have said things to me that you know it's like yo you're an idiot you're really an idiot like yeah you 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 yeah that's how you think and you you know you really feel like that but it's like you have no knowledge bro you have no knowledge to think like that bro we can't we cannot dignify ignorance like that we can't that's bro we have so much other stuff to do than to be wasting our time fucking yelling at Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Because of blackface and all that. Bro, shut it down, okay? Stop crying about it, bro. If you don't want to fuck with something because, you know, they are trying, you know, they're trying to make you mad. They're trying to make you outraged. Bro, it's, it's not. Yeah, of course, you know, some people feel this way. But the reason that big corporations do shit like this is to get outrage and more attention. And more sales, bro. It's not coming like, yeah, maybe coming from a deeper, darker place. But it's like, that's not the whole point, bro. And I'm telling y'all, as just a black person, as for black people, bro, if you feel like, if you feel inferior because of the way that, you know, somebody speaks to you, somebody treats you because you black, you shouldn't. You should feel even greater because this, you're... You and that person are in two different stratospheres. Just imagine looking at somebody and seeing the race that they are and feeling like and, and not liking them because of that. How, bro, how dense and ignorant do you have to be? Have you been outside? It's like, bro, certain shit should not even come past people's radar. Certain shit is not a conversation. Certain shit is not a conversation. Bro, Blackface, da, 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 da. don't post. Why, why you? Why repost some blackface on on your shit and be like, oh, da, 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 da. like some shit needs to be, does not need to be addressed. Certain shit don't need to be addressed, man. I feel like that, and I'm rambling. I'm off on a tangent, but I, this is a this is the hot take, man. Because like it's like fam, 
Why you want to, bro? I'm not about to argue my worth with somebody that don't don't that that is that is lesser than I am. And somebody, bro, I don't care what you like. I said like three minutes ago. I keep repeating the same thing, bro. I don't care what you've done in life. If you feel that ethnicity, culture, you know, the the skin color of somebody makes you better than them, I don't. I don't need. You have nothing to give me. You have nothing to give me. And this, bro, and I say these things because I say black people are a superior race because, first of all, race does not really matter. Race is not really a thing. It's a made-up thing that is used to devise, divide and so to basically distract us. But... That's how we are we are classified. So that's how I speak, even though I know it's not a thing. But that's how we're classified. And that's how we're used, you know, that's how people, you know, try to, you know, use what am I trying to say? For example, um we uh on fourth of July, we went to uh I mean she's a friend, but she's family. Um, and this is a, like, we, like, we live in Castle Shannon, but we went to Plum. Y'all know what Plum is. And, like, we're driving, and this dude is just staring. He's just, bro, we get, we're at the, like, the stop sign, way at the bottom of the street. We get all the way, you know, up the street, and he is staring at us the whole time. And, you know, yeah, I know, I'm staring right back at him. Because it's like, what are you looking at, bro? You know what I'm saying? It's just people like that. People like that, I'll really, I'll probably walk away if, like, we get into an argument. Because I already know what time it is, bro. I, like, I don't, I'm not going to put myself in a a predicament because you want to be ignorant. Because you want me to know how much you dislike me, you despise me. It's like, bro, I probably, I've, like, seen people, like... (laughs) People, you know, white people look at me and, like, just have disgust. And it's like, you can't let that hurt you, bro. You can't let that hurt you. Because if you let it hurt you, they win. That's the only reason they do it. They want you to feel as if they're, you know, they're, you're so much lesser than, you're so much better than. And it's it's just not true, bro. I was talking to my boy, shout out Jake, this one day. And he, I would, he like, I love, I love people that think, bro. I love people that think. I love people that don't let fucking society fucking make, you know, shape their mindset on things. When I say that, I am speaking about y'all white folk that fuck with us, you know, that know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? That know that we're not some fucking crazy race, some all inferior race that y'all fuck with us and y'all love us for who we are. And skin color does not matter. I fuck with y'all because for us, you know, yeah, it's going to start in the black community. It's going to start with our mindsets being changed and shaped to, you know, look at ourselves different and not have so much self-hate for ourselves. But the people like that, the, the white folk, whatever, the other races that fuck with us and that are, you know, intelligent enough and you know, um, loving enough to stand with us, 
That is, but that's really what's going to take us to the next level. You know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, like people that can understand, you know, that, oh, he sells, like, and I don't sell drugs, but like just, you know, just uh, as an example, he sells drugs, but it's not because he is, he wants to be cool selling drugs. It's just because the nigga can't get a job because the nigga got dreadlocks or he has tattoos and he has two children and he's trying to provide for his family. No, it's not right, but you can understand that. And on the other hand, saying, oh, he's just selling drugs because he wants to, he, you know, he wants to kill the community. It's like, bro, I know guys. I've heard stories where it's like, man, nigga, I need money. I need money, fam. I don't have anything. I don't have anyone. This is the only thing I can do right now. Like, and these people that do, you know, certain things, illegal things for the means of just having some food to eat, having somewhere to stay. These niggas don't want to do this. I know niggas that, you know, sell weed and stuff. And I've heard them niggas say, bro, I might get a job, man. How much they paying over there? You know, what you got to do to get in there? But it's just like, bro, it's, they don't, <laughs> they don't, you know, some sometimes they don't know that world. Sometimes they may not feel accepted. I've had friends that have had to try to get jobs and shit, and it just don't work out because a, because a nigga done, you know, seen the type of guy, or not even nigga, so like a person has seen the type of guy that you are, they don't want you around, so they're going to try to push your buttons to get you to act out so they can have a reason to get rid of you. And I had a friend, I'm not going to say his name, I had a friend that that happened to, I used to like, this is when I was in Florida and I was driving him to work, you know what I'm saying, because it was a little ways, I was driving him to work and then, you know, come and pick him up and that, that was doing for like two weeks or whatever. And then one day, some shit happened to where like he, some like, uh, some, like it was, dude was just bothering him. Bothering him, trying to, you know, and then he made a hole. He tried to snitch on him because, so, what happened was, uh, like, he was, they were doing this, like, uh, guard, you know, yard work and shit like that. And he, um, he was, like, they were waiting for somebody to come outside or something, and he was on his phone. And dude, the other guy recorded him, he was Mexican dude. The other guy recorded him on his phone and sent it to the guy, like the guy who was over them. Now, the thing is, like, it wasn't so like he sent it to like it was three of them, like in the, you know, the working vehicle. And he sent it to like the manager guy to do that was driving because he wasn't out there at the time. And apparently the um, they were friends. You know, the guy that was taking the video and the one person that he sent it to, they were friends. So they, you know, basically ganged up on him. And he, you know, he said something to him and, you know, that's what started it. And then, like, the next day, the dude just said some crazy stuff. And he ended up getting the dude face talking about, I'll beat your ass. And I'm like, bro, it's like... Y'all don't, people, y'all got to understand, it's people that literally are going to push your buttons just to make you flip out, to make, to make you look crazy and make you look like a fool, you know, and try to make, 
the uh, things that the stigmas that they try to place on us real and try to you know to prove them that way, bro. Not everybody, not everybody deserves your attention. Not everybody deserves for you to tell them off. People just need to be ignored sometimes. People just need to be ignored sometimes. We don't need to dignify every racist thing somebody says. We don't need to do it because, bro, if, if you don't say nothing back, they're going to stop. Because they're not getting fueled. They're not getting hyped up, bro. Stop. I, I had to learn this to myself. Bro, stop arguing with these motherfuckers about niggas getting shot up by the police. Stop. Because <laughs> they, they're the ones that say, oh, he broke the law, take him to jail. They want them, all the black people to go to jail. And then they'll turn around and say, oh, but he was breaking the law, so it was okay that he got shot. Stop arguing with these idiots. Stop arguing with these niggas that have no sense of reality. It's, it's way other more, it's way other shit you can do. It's way other, sh- other shit you can do and spend your time on than arguing with a motherfucker that hates you because of the way you look. It, there just is. Stop dignifying it. And if they try you, if you're doing it in the store, you go to a store, bro, you got to realize this, dog. With these cashiers, these workers, bro, you, and don't say it to these people, but, bro, you work at a grocery store. You work at blah, blah, blah. It does not matter how the fuck you feel about me. You, I don't say it, but that's how you should feel. Bruh, it's just certain shit. It don't need to be addressed. We too, we're too great of a people to be in the mud on these topics. Bruh, we need to figure out how to get fucking liquor stores out of the hood. How to get fucking, you know, how to get these rec centers back. How to get kids something to do so they're not running around shooting shooting each other up and robbing people. That's what we need to be worried about. Not the fuck how people feel about a fucking mermaid, bruh. Who gives a fuck about how you feel about a goddamn mermaid? Shut the fuck up, nigga. The fuck blocked, muted. You know what I'm saying? And of course, I ain't see this shit because, again, I'm not, bro, I'm not about to inundate myself with bullshit. But I had to speak on it because it's like, yo, Stop trying to prove these people that we... Stop it. it bro, if they don't understand it, they this is something wrong in their brains. But yes, this is the big podcast, and this is the hot take of the week. Hey, you... Corn. Ask about me. Lima beans. Are you about to get this shit started real quick? Hey, hey, hey. 
Alright, man. Two alright, that's enough jams playing. Welcome to the big podcast. I'm him, formerly known as him he. And this is This Week in Music, week two. And you know why this is a special, this is a special episode because I don't think I've let the viewers know or the listeners know, shall I say. Excuse me. I'm a J. Cole stan. I'm an avid J. Cole listener. I've been a J. Cole fan for at least eight years. And this week is special because J. Cole... You know, in my opinion, J. Cole is top is one or two as far as best rapper. Now, you know, we we have a three way tie somewhat. It's uh Jay Z doesn't count. We're talking about like it's today. Jay Z is Jay Z. He's like in a different stratosphere. But like as far as like our generation, what we grew up on, what we was like here to to um, experience when it would when it actually dropped, we were here to experience it. We didn't like have to go back to it. We have uh, J Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. That's how I put it. J Cole, Kendrick, and Drake as the top three guys that could all arguably arguably be arguably be the uh, best rappers in the game. Now the reason why yeah we're gonna get in depth. We're going to get in depth. I'm just, we're going to have a real deep dive on the actual Return of the Dreamers album. But we're going to get into Cole real quick because there's a couple of things that I'm going to get my shit off on when it comes to like hip hop music. It's a couple of artists that I feel passionately about. So when they pop up, yeah, best believe that the podcast or the segment that I'm dropping that week. I'm going to be getting my shit off. I'm going to be getting my shit off in this one right now because J. Cole is my favorite rapper. This is J. Cole that (laughs) went platinum with no features on Forest Hills Drive. This is J. Cole that dropped Dollar in a Dream. This is (laughs) the return of Young Simba we're talking about. This is uh, Breakdown. Like I can just go down the numbers of the hits that the man has. But... I want to show, you know, I get so hyped up with J. Cole because, in my opinion, J. Cole was the first rapper that I could 100% relate to. Like, the first nigga that was spitting some crazy shit and I could 100% relate to. Bro, I've never, I don't know if J. Cole sold drugs or whatever, but he doesn't, you know, push that. So I don't, like, you know, really see that in him. But, like, when it comes to Hove, Hove is great. You know, I'm a Jay-Z head, if you don't know. But, like, he was out a little bit before me. So, J. Cole, he kind of, and Nas, of course, too. J. Cole, he kind of is, like, this day's version of Nas. I wouldn't uh, compare him to Jay-Z. He's definitely more on the Nas side. If you've heard, If you've heard Let Nas Down, that's one of his best songs. But J. Cole... Um, I, I first started listening to J. Cole when I was, uh, I want to say 16, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I wasn't born here, but this is where I'm from, and I know, like, the sound when we were coming up, the sound where, like, when we were jamming from, like, 12 to, like, 18, niggas was rapping, you know what I'm saying? 
Like, you had to be saying some shit. Even niggas that was rapping in the city, you had to be saying some shit. Like, it was that type of vibe. It, it wasn't the uh, the vibe that you hear now. It was It was like the last years of, like, the lyrical shit. That was the precedent. That was it. Like, that was what rap was. And... I don't know if niggas was outside, but, like, that's how I felt it, and that's how my homies felt it, like, niggas around the street, you know what I'm saying? So, J. Cole came into a time, I was 16, and I don't know, I was in high school, I was, you know, um, expanding myself, per se, I was, you know, becoming more of a social person at that time, and I remember, let's see, I first I don't know the first song I heard about from J. Cole, but like the warm up was definitely definitely my introduction. Uh Premeditated Murder was probably the first song that like got me in it's like, oh okay, this nigga is it. Premeditated murder, that's one of his uh I think that's on a warm up. Premeditated murder, uh Two Face, shit like that, man. I'm I'm a J. Cole head, like so I get hyped when the nigga come up with, you know, I knew it was going to be a big thing, but it was such a big thing that we're actually going to have to go in depth on this album. This album, I think, I'm not looking at it because I got the pod up. I'm pretty sure it was 18 tracks. And on those 18 tracks, I counted, I may be a little off, but at least, there's at least 30 artists on 18 tracks on this album. 30 different artists. Okay? And I'll just say some of the names that I like. What we're going to do, I'm going to go down the um I'm going to go down the names of the songs and I'm going to point out like people that I know or people that I put on or like because since there's so many fucking people on this album, I don't know who's fucking rapping certain verses. It's names that I've never seen. So, like, you feel me? I like the thing that Cole did because, as you see, like, when you really look at the album and, like, the, you know, the uh, people that were on it, it's not, it's not like, you know, known people. It's, like, up-and-coming rappers. And J. Cole, he just, you know, naturally, he has a couple of heavy hitters on Dreamville. So, it's just going to be good by default. Like, one thing that I can say is that this is the Return of the Dreamers 3 album, okay? Yes, there's all these features. Of course, Buddy went dumb. If you don't know Buddy, uh, look up, um, I don't know what, I can't say what his album name is, but, like, it's like Harlot and Ombre or some shit like that. But it's a great fucking album. Not the most recent album Buddy Buddy was on. And I have, I'm gonna, see, what I'm gonna do in this segment, because I'm so hyped up about this fucking album and shit, and it's a couple of other albums that we're gonna get into that was actually great as well. Um, but a couple of niggas on this Return of the Dreamers album that popped up they got me fucked up right now so i'm gonna get my i'm gonna get my shit off about that too so with that said we're gonna start off with buddy um actually while i'm doing this i might uh i'm gonna have to look up i'm gonna have to look up what the uh 
what the thing is because I want to have my facts straight. So I'm just going to search up Buddy while we, you know, real quick because I got some shit to say to you, Buddy. You're a great rapper. I fuck with what you're doing. And I only have shit to say to niggas that are doing some shit. So Buddy, he uh, came out with an album. I want to say it was 2018. It was called Harlan and Alondra. My girlfriend hates that album. It's a great album, though. It's a great album. I'm going to talk about Buddy because he's a nigga that's most likely under the age of... It came out uh, July 20th, 2018. Uh, And it has 12 12, uh, tracks on it. The Deluxe has a little bit more. But it has 12 tracks on it. And this cat is a beast. He, He has the flow... He's melodic. He can actually sing. He actually acts as well. That's why I fuck with Buddy so much because he's a great actor. And, like, he recently just started doing music. That's why the whole thing is crazy with him. But my gripes with Buddy, with him dropping this great album, this nigga dropped, like, a six-track instrumental mixtape type shit like, like three months ago. I was sick. I was sick. Because you dropped a great album, so I see you drop some shit. You know me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the chart. I'm looking at new releases at 12 o'clock, you know, Friday morning. So I pull up Buddy, and I let this shit play because Harlan and Alondra was great. So I'm saying, nigga, I'm about to let this shit ride. You feel me? So I do that, and he didn't say anything on the fucking project. Do you know how sick I was? I have not listened to that shit. I have not fucking downloaded that album since I switched streaming platforms. Fuck that album. But what I will say is, buddy, he was he was on some shit. He was on a couple of songs. So I'm going to put out my favorite song that he was on, 1993. That shit, it's just, this is the thing about this album that gets me so hyped up. Cole... The reason that I say Cole is like a modern day Nas is because he still has the technicalities and rap, you know, ability as the old rappers. But it's still his shit. And that's what that's one thing that I fuck with with the new artists coming up. It's like it's a couple and couple of niggas that they're new, you know, you've never heard of them. But they talking that shit. They can rhyme. They putting words together. They can put whole projects together. It's been so many people. Actually, I didn't write it down, but I want to speak on it. I don't know any songs about it, but I just want to throw it out there. Um, Zoe Dollars, he's a new artist. That I listened to his album. That shit was jamming. I actually have to finish it. I got a couple of songs left. But I back to the return of the Dreamville. You know what I'm saying? Let's just start off from the get. Uh, track number one, Under the Sun, uh, featuring uh, J. Cole, Loot. I don't know who that is, but that his verse was great. And The Baby. I'm just going to say it. J. Cole's verse was great, but The Baby snapped on this shit. I feel like it was really a verse picked for him because he... Like, if you just listen to it, he just slid on that bit. Of course, we got a... Um, I'm not going through all of the songs. I have, like... 
I have 11 out of the 18 because it's 18 songs, my nigga. Listen to the shit. Like, all of the songs are hard, but I'm not going through fucking 18. 11's gonna take a minute, so, you know what I'm saying? So, of course, we go to uh, Down Bad. That shit came out, you know, as a single, but it fit perfectly. Like, in the sequencing of the album, it fit perfectly. And I, what I will say about this song, I think this is the first song that I've actually heard Earth Gang on. Um, this guy, I don't know his name because Earth Gang is two people. And this guy, he's the same person that he spit on this song. He killed it. And then he also spit on uh, Sacrifices. I didn't know what he was saying in the song on Sacrifices, but it was just a vibe. Like, that shit was just hard. So, you know, of course, J.I.D., Boss, they did their thing. And, like, one thing I'm going to say, bro, J. Cole, it's like he, uh, with J.I.D.? I don't know if any artist has gotten hold of a rap of another artist that like has signed another artist like J. Cole has did with J.I.D. Because J.I.D. You want to talk about technical rap? You want to just talk about just like straight flow? J.I.D. He's going to be top five in the next 20 years. 10. Actually, the next 10 years. He's going to be top five. Um... I forgot how, how I forgot how good Cause was. I actually I heard his first album. I did not hear his second album. I got to get back into Cause. Cause is hard. Uh, Childish Major is on uh, the second song, Lambo Truck, with Cause and Reason. Okay, Ch- Childish Major is great, but I, I want to get into my gripes with an artist on this song as well. Reason. Okay, my gripes with Reason. Um, it's 2019. I think I became aware of Reason in 2015, 2016, sometime around that time. Like, I was in Florida um, when I became aware of Reason. And the, uh, I guess it's a mixtape, even though it was called The Free Album. You guys gotta hear Reason. He's a great artist. But The Free Album, that's that's how I became familiar with Reason. And the free album was a great project. There's a couple of like standout pro, you know, songs on it, but like as a full project, it's a definitely a great project. My favorite song on uh, the free album is "Better Days." Okay, so this was before like I niggas didn't even know reason, like. I just, like, Reason is verified now. He, you know, he's on TDE now. But, like, when when I first got on him, it wasn't even on some somebody put me on him type shit. It was just, like, I'll tell you, I was, uh, I was really high one night <laughs> in Florida. And, like, in my bed, you know, in the house, whatever. And I just looked up a free album because... I don't know. I don't know, bro. I just be looking shit up. So, I looked up free album, and the free album came up. So, after that, I started, you know, getting into Reason. Uh, Better Days, um, Superman, uh, let's see, what other songs? Uh, 3 A.M. and the Lamo. That's that shit. Uh, fuck. 
There's a song that he uh, it's I don't know what the song is called, but it has Kendrick speaks on it as well. That's a great song. And then a uh, letter to God. That's just that's really what it said to me. Like, all right, let me fuck with this nigga because I, I fuck with niggas that have the same kind of perspective as me. So like, listen to Letter to God, and you would under, you would then decide. You can then decide from there if you want to be a Reason fan. If you fuck with Letter to God, then you fuck with Reason. But my gripe with Reason, my first gripe, is that when he did get signed to TDE, he dropped an album, and I guess I I don't know if I I don't know if he took songs from the free album. I don't know what it was, but he dropped an album called There You Have It. And it was a bunch of songs that he had already put out. Uh, and, I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't bad. Uh, that was the first time, I don't know if There You Have It is where he had it on, but I came familiar with uh, The Soul. The Soul is, like, Reasons, if you're a J. Cole fan, if you're familiar with him, The Soul is, like, Reasons, uh, Dollar, and a Dr- Dollar and a Dream, or, like, uh the return of grown Simba, something like that. So my issue with reason, number one is because when he dropped there, you have it. He has better days on there. You have it. And that shit don't bang, bro. It's like, he just, it's like he's sitting down recording and my bigger problem I have with him is that, that's how he performs the song when he does it live now. Why? If you go and listen to the free album and listen to Better Days on there, and then you listen to Better Days on there, you have it, you'll get mad. I just reason. Why? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off of reason, you know, and continue on with the return of the dreamers. One more thing, though, bro. You went on the Joe Button podcast in, like, September of 2018 and said that you will be dropping an album early or mid-year it is july and reason still hasn't dropped an album reason we need it okay yeah this is that vibe that i'm on on this week in hip-hop week number two yeah i'm on that shit nigga put the album out we need it you gonna get niggas hyped up become a fan and then you say oh you come on one of my favorite podcasts and you don't drop the album reason we need it so, Lambo Truck is hard. Reasons verse is probably the standout verse on there. Uh, him and Kaz actually rap back and forth. It's a, it's a cool little thing. But it was a double entendre. I knew it was a double entendre. Reasons coming for the fucking trophy, nigga. He wants to be top dog. He wants to be J. Cole, Drake, Kendrick level. So I'm I'm ready for it. I can't wait for it to happen. It's a lot of rap. It's a lot of niggas on this album that showed up that like I've listened to them and I've told myself I can't wait to see what they become into. So next song is uh Oh Wow Swerve and the standout verse on this song of course was Maxo Cream. Maxo Cream is hard as fuck. I've only heard two songs by him, but both on the verse that he did this and then on that song, uh, Wish You Well, something like that, was perfect. Perfect. So, Maxo Cream, he just, uh, 
continues to prove my conspiracy theory that Chicago rappers are the best rappers in the United States. Um, that will also be proven when Chance drops his album as well. That's also will be a long drawn out segment because it's it's fucking Chance, my nigga. It's Chance, bro. I'm ready for it. He said he's dropping in July his first album. Come on, man. I tried to buy the shit, but his that website. Hey, Chance, fix the fix the website so niggas can pre-order the shit. So let's just move on. Um, don't hit me right now is a cool song. I want to say that Guap Dad 4000 does the verse. I mean, does the uh, bridge or the chorus. Guap Dad 4000, I fuck with you. Guap Dad, he's also on uh, Buddy's album, on like the second song. He slides on that verse. Um, my favorite, I want to say like it's tied for my favorite song with 1993, is the Wells Fargo interlude. Just go listen to that song, man. That shit is jamming, bro. And if you don't get the song you wasn't outside in 2014 to 2017 um let's see we're moving on quickly it's gonna be sleep deprived sleep deprived is also a great song on this on the album the um thing that i like about all the albums that drop and you might hear me say this more than once is that they ended well like when you get to the middle usually when you get to like the middle or the early end of the album it gets kind of dry and drawn out like with today's music just like artists that put out music nowadays but what i can say about this return of the dreamers album with there being at least 30 artists on this album this shit was very cohesive it flowed well and you i listen i've listened to this album a good like four to five times since it came out like I, i've really been into this shit because i really wanted to go over and unpack all of these songs. I've listened to a couple of albums a couple of times. So, the next song, what I love about J. Cole is that he is awake. He's awake. And he's, like, yeah, he's a rapper. But he's going to have the vibes as well. And I love that he put, like, a couple of the R&B songs close together. I'm not going to get all of them. But the next one is self-love. And Ari Lennox, bro, out of this world, from D.C. Come on, man. Cole know what, Cole know what the fuck going on. From D.C., Voice Beautiful. She, her album that she just put out recently is a banger. Just go listen to that. And self-love. Um, there's another female artist that has a verse on it, and I think I don't think it's that long of a verse, but it vibes on there. I didn't write the name down, but fucking like, I, it's a lot of these people on this album I've never heard before, and I'm like, bro, you got to be genius to be that hot, that much on top, and to be that aware of all of these people out there. So, the next one, 1993. Buddy had the verse, best verse on there. Um, Buddy put out an actual album. Got Me was my shit. It was another single. Um, Dreezy, Dreezy, Dreezy. Dreezy is very underrated. Of course, she's from Chicago. She has the last verse on it. I think it's like the fourth verse. The way this man like sets up the song is just crazy. Because like the fourth verse... You're still in tune with the song at that point. 
even though it's the fourth verse. Dreezy has a great verse on there. Um, you know the vibes. Omen, bro. Omen been hard since uh, uh Once Upon a Time. I forget the song, but the Omen was on it. It's an old J. Cole song that bangs. I forget it. But Omen's been hard for a long time, and he's sprinkled over this album. He's not on it too much, but he's he's on it enough to, for you to be like, shit, that nigga Omen is hard. So, the standout of the, of the album, and what is going to lead me into, you know, me standing over J. Cole again, Sacrifices. Like I said earlier, um, the guy from Earth Gang has a really good uh, verse on this. Um, I don't know if Saba's on this song or the song before that, but Saba, he's he has a really good verse on this album. Saba is another guy you got to look for, of course, from Chicago. Great, like you've heard him on Chance songs and shit like that. He's probably you probably heard him on voices of you know verses of like R and B songs. He's he's a great dude. Saba has an album out that uh I forget what it's called, but it's great. I think it was it's like top five albums of 2018 though. It was most definitely. So it was called Care for Me, Care for Me. Saba's a beast. So yeah, man. J. Cole's verse on Sacrifices is going to uh, lead me to uh, release another one of these uh, conspiracy theories that I'm going to be pressing forward as this podcast goes on, that J. Cole is single-handedly taking the game over by fucking making verses to his wife, okay? J. Cole has a verse on... um, on Black's album, on Pretty Little Fears that he made to his wife, that shit banged, and it was like 44 bars of straight heat. Um, Drake, I mean J. Cole has um, he has a verse on uh, the song called Tribe. Actually, that whole song called Tribe is about his girl. A fucking great ass song. And if you want to go back to it, if you guys was really outside, for your eyes only. Um, he has She's Mine Part 1 and 2. He has Fold Clothes as well on there. These, bro, I be playing these songs for my girl, and she won't even be noticing it. It'd be, you know what I'm saying? J. Cole. Shout out to the nigga J. Cole, man. Shout out to the nigga J. Cole because, bro, I'm just going to say it right now. It ain't no rapper that's been putting out love songs like that. And I'm talking about love songs on rap versus. And that's really pivotal in this rap game because, like Russ was saying, hip-hop uses young black men as, you know, like spiritual warfare against the community because what they do is they promote violence, they promote the disrespecting of women, and they promote the pumping of, like, drugs into the community because that's what they say they make money off of. So for an artist like Jake Cole to be popping up on all these verses and to be like, have been like a real Jake Cole fan, a real Jake Cole fan, I can't wait for the new project to come out. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to come out fourth quarter this year. But to be a real Jake Cole fan and see what he's doing, he's hopping on people's verses. 
He just dropped Return of the Dreamers 3. He's probably going to be getting on a couple of more features. It gets you hyped, man, because... Like, like, like I say, niggas like him, Kendrick, Drake, uh, Wale, Saba, uh, Chance the Rapper, hmm, uh, Anderson Pack, uh, Mac Miller, rest in peace, Wiz Khalifa, you know, artists like that have been in the game at least 10 years, and they bring, like, a refreshing attitude to it, where it's like, yo, I'm not tough. I'm just talking, man. I'm just I'm just flowing and telling you about my life. I'm telling you how to get it. Um, I'm telling you how to, you know, be successful and still be you and not lose yourself. It's a couple of artists like that. And it's just refreshing, dude. It's like knowing these artists are at the top, J. Cole, Kendrick, Drake, makes me excited to what hip-hop, I know hip-hop can be, and what I'm going to try to, you know, do my job in making it that, focusing it on that so that it can last. Because, bro, if we have artists like Buddy, we have artists like uh, the two guys from Earth Gang, Jed, Boss, Boss Milky Way, go check that out. Um, Fucking Reason. These guys coming up in the game, we'll be here. You know what I mean? We'll be here. And, you know, it's a couple of other guys that we need in the game that, you know, are coming up in the game that we may not, you know, be totally focused on, but we need to be. Jaden Smith, he dropped a new album. It's called uh, Aries. And people are saying, you know, that's Sire backwards. If you don't know, Sire was like his first album name. But, bro, this album, this album has, of course, I listened to the other two albums. I I mean, he put out an album, and then I think the second one was a mixtape. Of course, I listened to those. But this project by Jaden Smith was the one that put pulled me in. So... I love that he does this. The first like couple of songs, he's spelling out the word pink. And they're cool. There's um N and K, the songs N and K they go. Like after like once you hear N, which is I think the third or fourth song on the album, the rest of the album is straight hits. Straight hits. Um and Jaden Smith, I'm gonna say it. Jaden Smith is he's two times the artist that Will Smith ever was, like rapper, music artist, than Will Smith ever was. And for him, like it's the looking at him succeed like this, looking at him come into his own with this project, it's like he's really an artist. Like, he's really an artist. This isn't, like, a a plot, a ploy, because, like, his dad's an artist, or his dad's a big actor now, or because his mom's famous. No, he's an artist's artist. He's a guy that's going to be in this rap game. He's a guy that's going to be important in transcending the rap game because 
he's he's a rapper. He's an artist. He's I wouldn't I'm not gonna call him a rapper because he's a rapper. He can rap, but he's overall an artist, and he is gonna be important in what keeps this genre alive because he's an artist that makes this genre genreless like uh, Juice World, like, hmm, I'm going to even say a Wiz Khalifa, like a, uh, you get the point. And he's, he's going to keep this genre list because he's making great music no matter what you classify it as. I swear to God, he has a song on this album that's a fucking rock song, and that shit goes. And I'm pretty sure that his fucking concerts, that's going to be the moshing song. That's going to be that song that gets the crowd in that vibe. There's uh, He has a couple of features on this shit. I'm going to talk about just one of them, Noise, because Tyler the Creator pff, smoked that shit. Tyler the Creator is great. I'm not a... I'm, I don't listen to Tyler the Creator like that, but I... Like definitely listen to it, you know. I had to hear a couple of songs with his most recent album because it did so good. I do fuck with Earthquake. Um, I don't know what other song Earthquake is my shit though. I do fuck with that. I guess he's singing on that. That's my shit. We gonna move along and um, let's get to the real shit. Fly God is an awesome God by West Side Gun. West Side Gun. Um, part of Griselda, which is made up of Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, and West Side Gun. And like I said um, in a previous segment, I was talking about Benny the Butcher's album. Bro, this shit is restoring the feeling, bro. It's just bringing that feeling back, that real rap, that real grime, that, that shit. Like, bro, I swear to God. This is that shit that you play to your girl. Be like, what the fuck is this? What, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's that real shit. You know what I'm saying? That gangster shit. Uh, he has a couple of songs on there. West Side Gun, what I will say before I uh, start going over the songs. This is another album that has gotten me into an artist because West Side Gun is good. I previously only liked him with... With uh, Benny and Conway. I didn't like his just him because he has an acquired sound. You just gotta listen to him. I'm not gonna say anything because I'm scared. I'm not gonna say anything to make it get construed. He just has an acquired sound. But this project definitely has brought me to becoming a fan. A couple of songs I like on there Sensational Sherry. Um, Benny the Butcher, he actually has a standout verse on that song. I like the fucking you know, the hook or whatever. That's a vibe. Um, Thousand Shot Mac, that shit goes. Lakers versus Rockets, that's the last song on the project. It's about eight out about eight tracks. And bro, like with the whole, you know, hood gangster grimy rap, you can give me eight tracks of that, bro. Like, you can give me eight tracks of just straight bars. I like that, you know, no hooks. Straight bars. Because I can keep playing that shit. So I I, I'm, I don't have a problem with eight tracks of straight good rap music. Um, 
this is uh, the last project that we're going to go over, which is actually dropped fucking, it dropped last night, um, last night at 12, and this is one of the reasons why it took, it's taking me so long to, uh, you know, actually drop this segment because I had to get into it because I had to definitely talk about it because it was, you think, see the thing about like sometimes with these collab projects and these um, mixtapes that drop like not on Saturday and drop like a different day, they'd be kind of watered down. And I will say, even though this guy has not missed, I was thinking, yo, this might be, you know, just the shit that you run through. But I've actually listened to it about four times since it dropped last night. Uh, Fino Grigio, Burner and Currency. Um, I just want to touch on, before I get into Currency, uh, Burner. Burner, he's... One thing that I fuck with Burner about is not even the raps, before the raps, um, just his activism towards the whole marijuana business. One thing, and I'm not going to, because I'm going to be long-winded on currency, so one thing I did like was I was looking at an interview, and he was um, saying, like, bro, yeah, this marijuana thing is making money, and this marijuana thing is cool, but... My biggest thing is that we're not all smoking fucking mid in 2030. And that's something that I'm worried about with the marijuana thing. I do want to get my medical marijuana license. But, like, I'm very skeptical on using the products that these facilities are producing or selling. Because, as you see, like, cigarettes, um or, you know, alcohol, those products are not good for you. So why would they not make marijuana not good for you? There's pesticides in our food and fruits and stuff. So what do you think they're going to do to the marijuana? Which is what scares me. So I won't speak more on, you know, my feelings on that because I would not want to incriminate myself or anything. But, excuse me. Burner, he's definitely I fuck with him because he's all about that and he can get in his rat bag. This pocket of this project was perfect for Burner. Currency <clears throat> I tweeted it currency hasn't missed in a year, but honestly, I don't think currency's missed in about three or four years. Because I became, like, I've always do of Currency because I'm a Wiz Khalifa fan, but, like, I became an avid Currency listener probably about four years ago, and, like, I just realized the pace that he was, that he put out projects, and, um, I forget what the album was called, um, Andretti, Andretti 1231 or 1130, one, either one of the, one of the two, great, that's what got me in. Now, what I'm going to focus on is just the last year currency had because it's just going to be too many projects to actually, like, think about. Currency, uh, he dropped notable projects. He dropped uh, Fetty with Freddie Ibs. He dropped um, 
parking lot music three i think park he dropped um, another mixtape that had like him with like fire on it he just dropped that recently probably like eight months ago he dropped um 2009 with Wiz Khalifa that shit is hard he dropped shit fucking I want to say he dropped something else in between that time I can't think of it right now and also this Fino Grigio no verse that he spit on this was a waste it, he currency is on his shit bro he's not missing he's not bullshitting he's not throwing verses out there any verse that currency has gotten on within the last year he's 100% he's on Wiz Khalifa's uh, Taylor Gang project that came out a little bit ago on 420 currency's on his shit bro and I feel like he should get his his just due in doing that so man I mean that's all I got right now but Shit, I'm not, I don't think I'm monetizing this. I don't think I can monetize this episode. So, shit, we really about to close this out on some currency, bro. You know what I'm saying? On some currency. Because you got to give the man his props. And I got to let y'all hear the shit. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to play, you know, my favorite song by Currency right now. Currency and Freddie Gibbs. It's called Freddie Gibbs. It's called uh, New Things. It's on the Fetty album. Amen. This is the big podcast. This week in music too. Y'all have a good one.
Pero es la que 